For a new cooler with a lifetime warranty and made 100% in the United States, look no further than Orca Coolers. These roto-molded, rugged coolers feature premium quality, seamless construction, meaning they're built to take whatever you and Mother Nature throws at them. Orca Coolers allow ice to keep for days, and they have non-slip feet so your cooler stays where you want it. With secure external latch system, the lid always stays closed. Orca Coolers, made 100% in the USA, always has been, always will be. Check them out at orcacoolers.com. Yo, <laughs> it's the uh, Monday night show again, the Redfish Chuck show, as we call it. Uh, I am your host, Charles Levi, also known as Redfish Chuck. Joining me on the uh, line is one of my co-hosts, Mr. Pepe Vidal. How are you, brother? Hey, hey. how you guys doing? Doing, all doing, good, doing good, man. Yep, can't complain, man. Got a weekend in a fisherman for a good cause and everything like that. Can't complain. Life is good. Life is good, my friend. And uh, we, unfortunately, we don't have Alan with us tonight. <clears throat> Alan is uh, is uh, predisposed at the hospital with his wife or uh, his mother-in-law, who is touch and go, man. So all the prayers are needed for uh, for the Ryland family for sure. So uh including Alan's situation as well for those of you that know him so you know feel free to before you go to bed tonight if you if you're a religious person say a little prayer if you're not religious just throw some good vibes his way that would be awesome um yeah sucks but uh anyhow we had a great weekend this weekend we we all got together a little over 100 people got together at Kayaks by Bo for uh, a great cause um uh, the Emily Tournament, Help Emily Now Tournament, uh, put on by the Rouse family for their daughter, Emily. And uh, a success? I would say so. Um, I, I would venture to say that when you raise a little over $11,000 the day of the event and with the donations from the uh, – from the um, what am I talking about? From the text messages. Thank you. Thank you. And the text messages. Thank you. Sorry about that. Brain fart. Um that's a pretty pretty successful event for sure. Um, an amazing array of of uh, raffle prizes were given away. A bunch of really good silent auction uh, items that were given away, or that were you know rap, you know that were uh, bid on or whatever. I know you walked away with some pretty awesome artwork. Man, I I, I could not believe it, man. Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> I, I, yeah. There was there was some there was some really nice stuff in those auctions to be had. At really good, good price prices. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was just yeah. amazing the stuff that was there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I bought. Uh, I ended up. I ended up scoring a, a wine tasting for twelve guests for eight bottles of wine uh, for my wife and a bunch of her girlfriends. So um, I'm sure. She, I, I'm not sure. I know she was very appreciative for that. But uh, 
all in all, it was a great day. I uh, got out on the water kind of early. The The mission for the day was <clears throat> don't even care about fishing. <laughs> you know, just let's just go out and just support the Rouse family and uh, have a good time on the water with a bunch of good friends and not not get too caught up in the in the tournament side of things. And, you know, I, I like it that way. I, you know, less pressure, the better. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll admit it. I kind of flew the pooch first thing in the morning. I uh, caught a, a nice, a nice trout, about 25 inch trout. And uh, after finally getting them under control in the kayak and, and trying to get them onto the measuring board or measuring stick, I uh, forgot to put the token in the picture. So he didn't count or she didn't count, um, which turns out it didn't matter. Thank God. Because, uh, <laughs> I'd have been pretty ticked off if I had big trout and lost it because I had a rookie, a bobo move, as I like to call it, uh, by not putting the token in the picture. But uh, caught a bunch of reds, caught a couple trout. It was a good time. I know you caught some fish too, right, Pep? Yeah, I caught some fish, but nothing of size. Everything in mine was short, pretty much little trout, little reds here or there. And, you, you know, and, and at the end of the day, you know, I was it was probably around 1230-ish, Somewhere around that time, sitting around soaking bait, which I never do. You know, it's just too. It, I just find it too boring to sit around and do that. But I had to do it at that time of the day. Just sat on, sat in one of the troughs and, and soaked bait. And I'm sitting there screwing around with all my stuff. I have one rod out with the lady fish in the, in the rod holder. I have another rod sitting there in my lap, and that one has a chunk of mullet out. And I'm just sitting there doing things, and all of a sudden something grabs that rod with the mullet, and that rod just shoots out of the boat. I mean, it just shot out. It just took off from my lap and took off into the water. And all I remember was doing a head dive. I just dove head first after that rod because I saw that CI-4 in the water. <laughs> and I was just going <laughs> to lose that rod on reel. <laughs> oh, yeah, I went for a swim. And, and I got the reel and everything. Fish came off, but I got the rod and reel back, and I'm, then I'm sitting there sitting there in the water, soaking wet, and everybody around me is wondering what the heck happened, you know, and Judd is laughing his butt off. He is. He's just sitting there <laughs> laughing his butt off. <laughs> yeah, because nobody can believe because, I, I mean, you can hear the splash from far away. I think Randy even told me. Randy told me he heard the splash from, he was like 100 yards away, I think, and he heard the splash from where he was. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah, man. But you know what? I was not going to lose, uh, you know, a $200 reel no. with another hundred-and-something-dollar rod. <laughs> no, because you know none of us would ever let you live it down. That's why. One of the main reasons, of course. Oh, man. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's one of the things about soaking bait. I'm not even paying attention. You know, I was I was doing something else. I, you know, I was just doing Probably stuff on the boat, grabbing a knife, you know, <laughs> doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, because I, I get bored, you know what I'm saying? I sit there and I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Crazy, man. But, you know, I uh, I found success kind of early there, you know. got I, We got we got over to the uh, east side of the lagoon and, uh, you know, I caught that one nice trout and then my feelings kind of got hurt when I realized I made a rookie mistake and threw it back and then picked up a little 19-inch redfish, moved on to the flat and moved kind of away from the group a little bit, found one fish that was tailing threw to it, he, he hit it and then spit it, and then I threw right back in the same spot and he ate it again. That was a 24-inch, I think, 23, 24-inch fish. 
And then, uh, again, just kind of moved away from everybody, kind of went north from where we were at and uh, found some fish, uh, just kind of singles. You know, I didn't find any groups of fish, and there was a lot of really big row mullet cruising around. And so uh, picked through some uh, some small trout and then uh, saw what I thought was the back of a redfish pop up out of the water. So I threw it. It turned out to be a 19-inch trout. And then uh, caught a couple more reds after that. But uh, it was a fun day. Every fish I caught came on the uh, Slayer Inc. SSB in molting, rigged on a weedless hook. Now, that, that might not sound that significant. However, if you listen to the show and you follow me on Facebook, you know my disdain for weedless hooks. I'm not a big fan of weedless hooks. I've lost a lot of fish, especially on tournament days, to weedless hooks. Well, I took a page out of Chris Sensi's playbook from Slayer Inc. on uh, the Bassmaster Classic hook set. So from, uh, from now on, I- I'm not going to do the traditional just kind of set the hook as I can method. It's going to be more of it's going to be more of the rip his face off and part his eyeballs method. And uh, if I pull the hook through his face that way, then oh well. But you know, it, it was it was a good feeling not to have lost a single fish on Saturday to the weedless hooks. So, in fact, if I had uh, I had one of those fish, uh, the 26 inch red, I had him uh, damn near bend the hook out, like bend it almost straight. And uh, I don't know if it was a combination of me ripping his face off using 20 pound leader in that braid or if it was just the the fact that got it in the you know in a hard part of his bone and he just took off like a bat out of hell but it was uh it was fun man I had a good time you know it was really cool when i got back to the shop because i left the water early man you know that that wind laid down and when the wind laid down it slicked out it just got hot <laughs> like oh you ain't hot. kidding dude <laughs> dude <laughs> i was yeah i was ready to get off the water like now so you know, plus I, I was still kind of feeling the pain from losing, from from putting that trout back. So I take off and I go back to, uh, I go back over to uh, the the launch and start fishing around the launch, hoping to pick up a, another big trout because I've caught a bunch of them there. But uh, turns out that it didn't happen. Went over back over to kayaks by bow, loaded up, drove over to kayaks by bow, and. Uh, pulled in and there was already a few people kind of milling around and they were just getting done set, setting up the, uh, the raffle stuff and the silent auction. Um, the inshore power boat that our buddy there in the chat room, Ed from Hellbrand custom leatherworks or Hellbrand leatherworks, uh, ended up winning was uh, parked in the back, which was awesome. And, uh, yeah, it was just a really good event, man. There was a lot of stuff there. Um, it was really, really cool to see everybody come out. I don't know. I'm not sure how the numbers stacked up to last year's event as far as how many people showed up, but it was, it was pretty busy. Um, and it was hot. <laughs> it was really yeah, hot. Last, yeah. Last year's event we had, um, I think Austin said there was 90, 90 anglers registered something like that. And then this year turned out to be 120 something anglers. But this year there was a lot more people at the awards than last year though there was a lot more people this year yeah um, yeah a lot of a lot of guys came and hung out and folks just kind of showed up and and jumped in on the on the raffle stuff uh we had the uh who all who all was out there as far as vendors man and we there was a bunch of vendors out there too oh you had yeah you had rci optics uh 
Um, you had a you had a, uh, one, a what's that lure company that was out there? Um, I forgot Banks. their name. Somebody on the Banks some, Lures. Somebody on the yeah, okay, they were there, homegrown. Somebody put oh, um, Bank Lures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had Captain Steve Bowman, which um, I actually ordered one of his. Uh, I, he just he just carved it out today. I don't know if you saw it on Facebook. He carved me out a. A nice, uh, nice hook with the uh, with the redfish tail on it. So yeah. I mean, those are quite a few vendors out there too. I mean, those other vendors that didn't have tents too, like you saw, you saw Mike Ortigo there, Black um, yeah. was there, those Lenny of course, and Black Dog Custom Rods was there. We had those, those quite a few people there. You know, those Daryl Bars from uh, um, the Fisherman's Journal was was there. Um, we had quite, yeah, quite a few people. Well, the guys from Fishing Florida Radio were there. Um, it was a great event, Melita. Like somebody put with the cupcakes. Her cupcakes are amazing. I'm on a diet, and I just I had to have one anyways. I could not. I had to. <laughs> Did you have one, Chuck? Did you have any of your cupcakes, Chuck? Hello. Wow, that was weird. That was weird. What happened there? I don't know. I went to I went to screen a call and all of a sudden everything went blank. <laughs> oh man, that's not good. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not forget it. I'm not screening calls. So uh, let's see. Um, I, I didn't hear what, yeah, what the was, last. Piece. No, we were talking about Melita's cupcakes that she had hers there, and then somebody just posted it's true. Alan had Alan's daughter Jessica had six cupcakes. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh yeah, her cupcakes. Did you try one, Chuck? Did you try any of her cupcakes? Did, did I? Did I try a cupcake? Come <laughs> on, man. Listen, I walked up. I walked up to the table and I pulled out money, and Melita just started smiling. And Charlie's like, "Duck, man, just donate a dollar or whatever. You can eat as many of them as you want." And I'm like, "Whatever." So I threw a couple bucks in the thing. I grabbed a uh, the salted caramel. Uh, cupcake because that's my favorite and i dude i mowed down i had cupcake dripping off my freaking beard i had salt falling onto my chest i looked like a mess man but i didn't care it was awesome oh yeah those things were amazing i had the toasted the cinnamon toast crunch that's the one i had yeah all right cool hang on let's see who we got here let's see we got here at 407 i think it might be awesome what's going on welcome to kayak Uh, radio not not much guys how's it going going good man it's going good, good. so uh what's up yeah great great turnout on saturday <laughs> man huh oh man it was awesome i i i'm just still blown away by the amount of support that you guys have shown kayak fishing radio you chuck kayak by Bo, everybody coming out i mean just basically coming out for emily um we had one heck of a turnout uh we had a total of 121 anglers on the water uh which like Peppy said last year, it was 88 anglers, and um, it just it went above and beyond my expectations once again. I, I couldn't believe it. Um, congrats to Ed for winning the uh, IP uh, the IPB boat, and hope he enjoys it. I know where it's sitting right now, and I wish it had a motor because I'd be out on it right now. And it was just a really cool. Cool, cool event. I I can't complain one bit at all. 
Um, I don't know about y'all, but it was hot, but it didn't matter to me. I was sitting inside. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we had so many, uh, so many people come out. It from when I walked out at about ten till one, there was some people milling around the parking lot, and I didn't come out of the Outfitters until. Um, about five after three when weigh-in was wrapped up, and it just took my breath away with the entire parking lot stretched around um, to the side of the building with just there wasn't an empty spot. There was no moving around. Everybody was just crammed in there and anxiously awaiting the actual announcement of the winners. Um, And it was just crazy seeing the amount of people that were there. It just blew me away. Um, I've got to give huge props to my wife, Becca, killed this. She she just hit it out of the park. She she was the one that pretty much was contacting every sponsor from the beginning. Um, most of you guys know I started a new job at the end of June, and ever since then, my evenings have been just non-existent. I'm either working or I'm coming home and just crashing because I'm exhausted, uh, and she's been taking care of everything and just doing a crazy job at it. Uh, she's been the one that, if you saw one sponsor on there. She had something to do with getting that person with us, whether it was Woody and uh, Adam set up with the kayak that we raffled off uh, to uh, having conversations with Brad Ball day in and day out for the boat to every single person, all the little guys, all the big companies, everything, Um, all the vendors. I mean, everybody came out from all the vendors that either had something on that raffle table or, like RCI, they set up something a week in advance to where any pair of sunglasses that were sold, not only did they sell them at a discount uh, for Emily, they also donated $20 from each sold pair back to Emily's charity. Um, And that went up through the end of the event on Saturday. Um, It was just unbelievable, the, the outpour of support that we got this year, not only from the vendors, but also from my best friends, all the fishermen, all the anglers. You guys are awesome. You showed up and you went above and beyond. We raised over uh, over $11,000, which is almost double of what we did last year. Awesome. it, It still just takes my breath away how much. That right there, no matter what, we can have a manageable monthly payment to keep her in her school with that for the next two years. So, I mean, it, it's just crazy. So I I know my wife's going to kill me, but I'm already looking forward to next year. <laughs> no, so you it, should, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's just one of those things that it and it's just, yeah, it's nuts. And, and Austin, I was already I was already talking to somebody about it about the mm-hmm. tournament for next year. I mean, it's it's still a ways away and everything like that, but I was already talking to somebody that you want to make it even bigger. Oh, I know. You put a I boat know. division, a boat yeah. division next year in this thing, and Austin, this thing will blow up. Oh, I know, and, and there's one hand that was like, I, I talked to him, or Becca actually talked to him as well, and, and it's like on one hand, I'd love to do a boat division, but on the other hand, it's like, you know what? I like my kayakers. I like everybody being out there paddling or, like, chuck pedaling. But <laughs> either way, uh, it's one of those things that I'd love to keep it to the kayakers, kayak-specific. There's a lot of boat tournaments. There's not a lot of kayak tournaments. Um, 
And and when it comes down to it, if if we held right around 125 every year, or even 100 or shoot 40, it wouldn't matter to me if it's if it's good friends and faces that I see every year and throughout the year that come out to this thing and show their support. Um, it's one of those types of deals to where I'd love to have it to where it's like small, everybody knows each other, but I tell you what, it was big this year and everybody knew each other. And the people that at least finally put a face with the name from Facebook or Space Coast and and things like that. And that's what matters to me. I mean, it it just it's like a good family tight-knit group of people. Exactly. No, I agree. I agree. The only thing I have a beef with that I'll tell you for next year, you got to change that rule. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. That what is trolling motor, a trolling <laughs> motor, only if you're handicapped. Dude, that stuff of a captain, hard <laughs> captain pulling out with a trolling motor, heck no, man. I'm telling you right now, that don't that, fly. <laughs> that rule was actually in place last year, and I remember that little thread on Facebook with everybody. Uh, this past year, and and you were like, oh, I want to be towed around then. Nope, that's against the rules. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, it was actually in the rule last year, and, and, and when it comes down to it, it was one of those things I have quite a few people that they get out on a uh, weekly basis, and, and they, they prefer not to paddle. But I'm like, you know what? If we limit it to a trolling motor, electric trolling motors, nothing gas-powered or anything, um have at it. That's how I started out getting into small boats. I was on a canoe with a trolling motor on the back. And and when it came down to it, I enjoyed the paddle part of it more than the trolling motor. Um, I enjoyed doing that. But I figure it's one more thing that somebody could come out. Um, we didn't have any people on a paddleboard this year, but it's open to paddleboards. It's open to canoes. We had a guy out there last year in a blow-up raft, like a dinghy type of thing. And it, that's just crazy to me. So, yeah, yeah, but cool, um, maybe I'll. That's maybe good, I'll, but I, I just—it's just one of those things when you know when you see a certain captain and you know who the captain is. I'm not going <laughs> to say his name. <laughs> talking about a trolling motor, and he's been posting up these fish that he's been catching forty-inch redfish every single day. Oh <laughs> it's yeah, like, oh great. <laughs> but I can tell you that particular captain made it back two minutes after weigh-in ended. And he didn't have a fish on the board at all, even if he made it back in time. So trolling yeah, motor or not, um, and I believe that particular guy went about 12 miles, and that is just crazy to me. But it's one of those <laughs> things that no matter what, whether you want to call it a uh, handicap or not, he still didn't catch fish. So, yeah. But now, I mean, I I heard that it was a tough day, a little bit everywhere, but then I could tell like you'd have a couple guys come in one right after another and they fish the same area and, and they either scored quite a few fish, maybe one or two. And then there was uh, Chuck and Bron- uh, Chuck and David that came in uh, first and second place on trout. Their trout were within a quarter of inch uh, of each other and they fished together all day. I believe they're both from Delray beach and they, they killed it. Uh, Chuck knocked it out of the park with 159 total inches, which blew me away. wasn't even there was there was uh, one other person that got a six limit, uh, six fish limit, and that was it. Um, and, it was. And, go ahead. Yep. Hey, hey, I, no, I was just, just going to tell you to be fair. The person that we know. What's that? I was going to say just to be fair. I I, I caught 
well more than my six fish limit in trout. I just didn't, I forgot the card on the one, and then I uh, decided not to measure the little 14 incher that I caught. Yeah. No, I yeah. don't blame you. That's embarrassing. No, what I was going to say, too, Mike Kaneen <laughs> was fishing with us, mm-hmm. and Mike Kaneen oh. caught oh, Mike the six it. fish limit. Oh, I know. And didn't measure any fish. <laughs> oh, I know. He, I talked to him after weigh-in, and, and we were uh, standing there out in the parking lot, and we were talking, and I'm like, oh, man. He's like, it doesn't matter. I had a blast. And then the video he posted up, if you guys haven't seen the video yet, you got to go to his page. I believe he also posted it in Space Coast. The video yeah. is awesome. It's just one fish after another. And, and for uh, the uh, – the nice red that he finishes the video off with. I mean, that was a nice upper slot red. And that was just, that was the average fish. It was the upper slot reds for the day. Um, We didn't have any fish turned in over 40 inches. The uh, largest red reds were in the mid, uh, mid thirties. Unlike last year where uh, a couple guys went and they soaked bait in Jack's canal and um, basically uh, pulled in some nice, nice sized fish but they yeah. just weren't there this time they're already schooled up on the flats and it was just a matter of finding them uh yeah. saturday very yeah, cool the, the, well, biggest listen. Red, the biggest red was caught by bruce keesley one of my buddies from fort lauderdale mm-hmm. yeah he came and up from was, fort lauderdale i told him i told him i go buddy did how, how's the dust on that kayak because he hasn't used the kayak all year and <laughs> and you know he wanted to fish your tournament he wanted to come up for this and oh, yeah. he came up, and sure enough, I know where he went, and I know exactly where he caught his red. And pretty much where those fish were caught, pretty much the people that placed all were mm-hmm. pretty much in the same area. I know where they were, you know. So, I mean, keep it to yourself. And, and like you said, <laughs> they weren't monsters. They weren't no, monsters. they were you know, they weren't. And they were, they were good-sized, good-quality fish. I couldn't believe how many, like, football-sized trout I saw in those pictures on Saturday. There were so many fat fish but just didn't have the length. Something that should have been like 30 inches long was like 25, but had the girth of like a 30-inch long trout. It was crazy how fat these fish were. So, but uh, anyway, well, thank you again, Chuck, for having me on the show. Thanks for promoting it as much as you guys do. And when I was out working late, you were still talking about it, and I, I appreciate that, man. I can't thank you guys enough for everything that you guys have done for us. No, no worries, man. Show some support back to you somehow, some way. I'm sure there'll there'll come a day where the, the Levi family may end up needing some assistance. I assure you. So, but listen, man, uh, if if people missed out on it and they want to still help you guys out or whatever, how can they do that? Can they still uh, do the texting thing or or what's up? The the text to donate was only a one day uh, thing, and we we okay. got that set up to where it was only on the uh, the 14th, the day of the event. However. Emily's website is up year-round, and if somebody would like to donate, that's fantastic. Uh, there's a donate tab on about every page on that website, but uh, it's uh, www.helpemilynow.org, O-R-G. And uh, if Becca doesn't already have it on there, I'm sure it'll be on there very soon. All the uh, tournament results and all the figures and numbers and tallies and everything that will be on there. Um, but yeah, we keep that updated throughout the year and it's always up. It's active all year round. Awesome, man. I appreciate it, brother. Thanks so much for calling in, man. And congratulations on a great weekend. No problem. Thank Thanks. you. Thank, Thank you guys. Austin. Congratulations. No right, good night, guys. All right, buddy. Uh, and from Austin, we're going to go to, uh, Brad from Sun Jammers, but we're going to hit a real quick commercial spot before we do that. So, uh, stand by. 
Give me the flat to dawn with plenty of tailing fish. And the perfect fly rod. Yeah. And get ready for some magic. What an awesome piece! I got one! Oh, damn, I got him, you got it. I got him. Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. Boondoggle? What the heck is a boondoggle? Is it a tournament? No, it's not a freaking tournament. A boondoggle's just an event where a bunch of kayak anglers come together for a weekend of fun and kayak fishing. We all get together and fish, check out industry-related products, have a big dinner, and swap a fishing story or two. What's that? Sounds like a useless waste of time? Yeah, it is. So what? So get your butt up off the couch and get to a boondoggle. Bring yourself. Bring your family. Heck, bring your hairy-ass brother-in-law. I don't care. Just get to a boondoggle. Check out yakangler.com slash boondoggle for more information. Bring your triplets. Bring your single children. Bring as many kids as you want. Man, a boondoggle is <laughs> a lot of fun if you haven't ever been to one before. As you can hear, Peppy's kids in the background. That's awesome, man. And that's what it's all about. We try to bring families together in different locations around so far the southeast and the eastern seaboard of the United States and have a good time and, and, and enjoy the camaraderie that is kayak fishing. And, and speaking of the boondoggles, somebody who is fairly close to those neck of the woods as far as uh, the, the upcoming boondoggle is concerned, we, I'm very, very glad to have uh, our good friend here at the, uh, at the show once again. Uh, and I just lost my chat room. I mean, I just lost the the, the thing. Awesome, that's good. We'll see how I can recover. <laughs> you this. Lost, dude, I you swear this is. Dude, no, I lost the entire the entire switchboard is gone. <laughs> so Brad, stand oh, by, man. man. Unless I, unless I, unless somehow or another it worked because I gotta. Well, this is awesome. Peppy, talk about some fishing locally real quick while I figure this out. Oh, some fishing locally. Uh, well, I'll tell you right now. I fished on. Uh, I fished on Friday. Uh, no motor zone. Uh, no motor zone right now. It's not happening. Um, I don't know if you talked to people that fished the tournament and fished the no motor zone. They didn't do too well either. Whoever went over there, no motor zone for whatever reason. I don't know if it got fished out or what. The last couple weeks have been getting hammered pretty hard. Um, it was good a couple weeks ago. It's not good right now. I'm telling you right now, I paddled I paddled all the way up to Buck Creek along the west shoreline, worked my way all the way there, and it saw slot redfish here or there, you know, some trout here or there, but did not see any big redfish anywhere. Anywhere I looked, I didn't see big redfish. Um, then worked my way on the outside bar, jumped to the outside bar, and worked my way back on the outside bar. Did not see the big redfish anywhere on the outside bar either. So yeah. they just weren't there, and the same thing happened on Saturday for everybody else. You know, everybody else I fished on Saturday told me the same thing. I don't know where they went or if they got hammered. You know, Chuck, they might have gotten hammered. Yeah. Um, they, they're just not there right now. So Yeah, we've been talking about it, man. We've been talking about it for the last couple episodes that you can't consistently go back to the exact same spot and fish the exact same spot every single day or every weekend. You just can't do it. 
These fish get smart, man. That's why they say every professional red fisherman you ever ask will tell you that to catch a red fish on the Space Coast, in the lagoon per se, but also on the Space Coast, is the hardest place to catch a redfish, period. And that's why. It's because they get, they get hammered every single day. We don't have a tide flow. We don't have any tide changes. So it's not like these fish kind of come and go as they want to. They live on the flats. They live in these areas. A lot of times the fish you're catching next week is the same fish you saw the week prior because they just never leave the flat. But anyhow, I got back the, uh, the switchboard. I think I got Brad live. Good. Brad, are you there, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Sorry, man. I don't know what in the world's going on with uh, Blog Talk Radio this evening or the last couple of weeks, I should say. But uh, so, Brad from Sun Jammers, man, tell us all about what's going on up there, your neck of the woods. Uh, the fish are starting to get active. Our bays um, are still are still stained from all the rain we had um, July, July and August. But um, it, it, the fishing typically right now would be like back in what we call East Bay and North Bay and West Bay. Fishing's not hot up there. St. Andrews Bay is our hot fishery right now because it has the tidal influx from the Gulf, which is starting to get salt water in there. Those fish are definitely hunting salty water because the bait likes salt. Our bait up here do not like the fresh water for some reason. So find some clean water if you can find it. Um, you know, artificial baits are actually working a little better, and I hate to say that, than some artificials right now. Um, you know, live shrimps are working really well, um, even underneath the popping cork. But you got to find some semi-clean water that's salty, that fresh water is just not producing. Yeah, that it's, it's, it sounds like what we've got going on in the uh, some of the regions of the East Coast here as well. So, well, what's going on? Uh, what's going on in the neck in your neck of the woods off the beaches, man? Anything exciting happening up there? Um, the squid showed up. Um, yes, the squid showed up in big numbers today, which means them big Spanish and then will be in eating the squid, and then those big kings will be in eating the Spanish. So. Our kayak club actually has, the Panama City Kayak Fishing Association, this Saturday actually has their last trolling trip of the year in the Gulf. So if anybody's up here wants to go trolling some kings, um, you know, just hit up the PCKFA on Facebook, and um, they're meeting at what we call the county pier. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if there's not, you know, if we get 20 people to show up, we should have 75 or 80 Spanish caught, you know, 40 or 50 kings caught. Um, it's that's Those are some big numbers, but... The fish should be here this weekend if, if the squid stay in there like that. So, you know, come get your your string stretched. A king out of a kayak's awesome. We get bored yeah. doing it, but then we realize that majority of the country doesn't do it on a regular basis. So, we, that that gets us excited about it again. That's crazy, squid. You guys get a, an influx of squid. Yeah, um, you know, our our bay will actually get squid um, in the springtime mostly, not too much in the fall. Um, you know, where people actually stand on, you know, our city marina and our in our St. Andrews marina and the squid will come up to the lights and they'll just sit there and get, you know, a five gallon bucket full of squid a night. That's crazy. So <laughs> who wants um, to go, I, who, who needs to go shrimping and go squidding? Absolutely. <laughs> um which is weird. I know down there where y'all are, um, people actually cast net for shrimp. Up here that doesn't happen. Um yeah. So, you know, you, I mean, you can go out there and catch a few shrimp, but, I mean, you're going to be working six or eight hours to get three or four dozen shrimp around here. Um, I'm watching, I'm sitting, my back porch, and there's six shrimp boats in the back of my house right now, but they're trolling, you know, they're in 25 foot of water right now. So, you know, our shrimp are definitely a deeper shrimp than the majority of Florida has. Man, that's awesome, man. So uh, things are looking good for this time of year for you guys up there. How's uh, how's the shot coming along? 
the shop's coming along great. Um, you know, it quit raining, thank goodness. So people, you know, we're busy. Um, to be honest, we had uh, we ordered uh, our last load of Hobie kayaks, and we got you know a small order, forty-five or fifty, in the first of July to make us through July, and it started raining. So we have more inventory than we like. So when the 2014s came out with the Lowrance ready, we thought, man, everybody's going to jump on the you know the 2013 Outbacks and, and Revolutions because they're a hundred dollars less. Everybody's yeah. buying the Lowrance ready boats, and they're all putting DSIs on them. Things we're so sick and tired of installing DSIs. No, not really. Come on, we're going to install some more. But, um, you know, but that really blew our mind that, you know, that, that everybody was that intrigued with the Lawrence Ready system that on the new Hobie kayaks. And, um, you know, it's making the installing of fish finders a breeze. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a good deal, man. Uh, what else, so are yeah. you going to be able to, are you going to be able to swing it to come up to the uh, boondoggle? There's a night. Last time we talked, there was a 50-50 chance. Now there's a 90% chance I'll be there the majority of the time. Nice. That is so, awesome. Yeah. So um, is- I may be um, I may be letting y'all flip coins to see who's ten I get to crash in, but I won't let y'all all fight over me at once. But um, yeah, I, I will need to crash somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we can find you a place. Heck, uh, <clears throat> I know that uh, Frank's going to be there, so you can just crash in his motorhome. Yeah, there's um I know um uh Sean Blunt, he's gonna have from here Panel City he's the president of the PCKFA. He's gonna be over there with his I don't know if he has a an R V or a trailer or trailer trailer or what he has, you know, Stan and Holly Jones will be over there. There'll be a lot of people over there that I can probably find somebody to snuggle up with it'll be all right. Yeah, man. I I, I see I've seen pictures of you. I might let you spoon me. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> especially since I've lost a little bit of weight, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's easier for me to get my arm around you. I, you know, the thing is, you just gotta be able to caress my beard. Though. I mean, that, that's what puts me to sleep. So you know. Oh yeah, I don't. Is Chad? Is Chad book one coming? I don't even know. Uh, yeah, he, he said is. He is. If Chad's yeah, there, me and Chad have. Me and Chad should just bunk together. That's what I was well, thinking that, and I, I wasn't gonna say it, but I was thinking it. Who's booty Absolutely. Who? <laughs> Who's um, who? I don't know. <laughs> I think I think Chad Chad's gonna be like the uh the soup spoon as opposed to uh the, the, the dessert spoon if you wanna what why how do we oh, get on whatever this is getting crazy. This this is Jameson's let's, let's talk get back right to fishing. Here. Let's get back to let's fishing. Back Thank to you. Fishing. This is out of control. Goodness gracious. Anyhow. Absolutely. Um well, that's, but since we're on the topic of Chad Hoover, everybody follow along with our weight loss battle. But what we really want y'all to do is just Figure out a way to raise, even if you can raise $5 for how, raise 5 bucks. You know, you can get somebody to sponsor you a penny a pound, a dollar a pound. It's going to get you in shape. The kayaks are actually faster. The less weight you, the less weight in the kayak, the better they perform. So, you know, and you don't, nobody wants to take less gear with them, so you can start shedding your spare tire with you. And you can raise money for how. So we really, and actually you can go to Chad's website and get all that information at uh, kayakfishinggear.com. Um, you know, and just raise as much money for how as we can. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think That's there's awesome. something, uh, Brad. I think there's something there on Facebook too. On it, on there's a Facebook uh, group for the challenge that you guys are having. Yeah, um, I think there is um, something Chad threw together. I um, I didn't lost. Um, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. Um, I mean, I did, but did I didn't say- follow along. Yeah, there's a group. Yeah, let me ask something. Did he send you that big donut that I saw you post one day? It was. Um, we do. We're on a um, we're on a local radio show up here live, kicking 103.5 every Friday morning. 
um, from 6 a.m. to 6.30, just talking about pretty much everything. We talk a lot about kayak fishing, but just about – we get people call in and just talk to sun jammers. And that particular day, we were doing what they call driving for donuts at the shop, which you pull into the shop, we give you free donuts and, and coffee and water and milk. So the people at, um, at Dandy Donuts, which was a local donut place, um, they just bought a pro angler from us. So they just got into kayak fishing, and they made us that special donut. thing weighed like three and a half pounds. It was awesome. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's insane. So I, I'm going to try to talk them into making one. We're going to vacuum seal it as soon as it's cool enough, and I'm going to overnight it to Chad. So we're still go. working on that. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. Well, very cool, man. Well, listen, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, man, to do some business with you or just you pick your brain about that area, you know, leading up to the boondoggle and all that stuff. I know you're a little bit south of that or or east of that or how that works out there. Yeah, east of that. Uh, how do they yeah. get a hold of you, man? Uh, sunjammers.com, probably the easiest way is facebook.com slash sunjammers. We're semi-active on our Facebook page. Somebody in the chat room just asked if that was a clear channel station. No, it is not. But if you want to hear a good um, fishing show that's also on Cat Country or Kicking Country in the morning, um, Florida Fishing Radio, and you can find them online. I know they stream online as well. Yeah, um, we we, we kind of so, know those guys a little bit. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I figured y'all might. Kinda. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but we don't like to talk about that, you know. <laughs> Maybe we need Boudreaux to come to Boondoggle. Me, no, Chad, you don't want Boudreaux to No, listen. <laughs> Neither one of you guys want to get that close to Boudreaux. Boudreaux is uh, he's, an in, he's an interesting character. That guy, him, him and his uh, what color pink was that shirt he was wearing the other day, Peppy? It was oh like my a, gosh. magenta or something like that. I don't know, man. I, it was. I, I don't even know, but but Steve Chapman is making my shirt now, and he told me your shirt's just like Boudreaux's, and I go, what? I just, yeah. I'm just like what? what? Yeah, no, they're good people, man. I love those guys over there at uh, Fisher Florida Radio. Those guys have done so much to help us out here too, and with the Boondoggle as well. So, but awesome, man. Yeah, sounds good. If we can ever help you all out, give us a phone call, and um, we'll try to call back and make more people in the chat room uncomfortable next week. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's our goal, man. You know, it started off as guys in the chat room trying to get me to laugh. The last couple of years I've done this show. And now it's turned into let's see how many guys I can get to drop out of the chat room during the show. So no, it's uh, it's all it's all in fun, man. I appreciate I appreciate it, Brad. Yeah, no problem. Y'all have a good night. All right, thank you, Brad. Take care. And from Bye. Brad, and from Brad, I feel I feel bad, man. I've left our guest on hold for almost twenty minutes. Uh oh. Yeah, I was out at ICAST this year. Let me. This is the lead into this next guest. I was at, out at ICAST this year, as many of you know, out in Vegas, and uh, walking around and, and milling through all the different manufacturers and whatnot. And one of the brands that stuck out to me last year at Vegas, not this past year, but the, the year prior, uh, 2012, was uh, Fisherman's Eyewear and Guideline uh, Eyewear as well. Uh, Guideline, I think it's Eyewear, Eye Gear. Um, the reason being is because they they have a, a very interesting uh, scheme on the industry as far as pricing is concerned. They have uh, basically glasses at every price point you can imagine, starting off at, at very inexpensive glasses, leading all the way up into uh, some more a little bit more pricey glasses, but nowhere near some of the costs of some of the other manufacturers that are out there, but yet still holding good quality. Pepe, you're killing me with the background noise. Um 
But uh, that's not me. Anyhow, that's not you. Nope. All right, no worries. Anyhow, so uh, my bad. So <laughs> for once, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I brought, my house is quiet. Uh, no, but uh, anyhow, still holding the quality of of the classes that fishermen and uh, outdoors people uh, have seemed to come to expect uh, in the industry. Um, and with that being said, we have a representative on the line from Fisherman's Eyewear. How's it going, buddy? How you guys doing? We're doing good. good. How you doing? We're doing good. <laughs> introduce yourself to the uh, kayak fishing community real quick. Yeah, sure enough. My name is Mitch Harris. I'm the national sales manager for Fisherman Eyewear and Guideline Eye Gear. Excellent. And uh, <laughs> and so so I'm sure a lot of folks have heard of both brands before. And if you haven't heard of both brands before, I'm sure you you soon will. Um, I can tell you this, and, and this is just my personal experience at ICAST. Flying all the way out to Vegas from Central Florida, not really my cup of tea. All right, and then when I get, and then when I get to Vegas, which isn't really my cup of tea anyway, uh, I go to the the convention center for opening day of ICAST. Well, I found that this year was a little strange, a little different than most years, where if you didn't have an appointment to talk to somebody. You had a hard time getting in and talking to anybody. If you wanted to speak to somebody, a representative from a manufacturer, if you weren't writing an order or you weren't writing an article, it seemed that you wouldn't get any, uh, hardly any interest in, in, in talking to you. So um, not the case with your brand. Um, I walked I walked up, dude, I felt like I belonged to your, like your sales staff or, or your family or whatever. As soon as I walked up to the Everybody was super, super nice, and uh, you know, I just, I just had a couple questions from a retail standpoint, and then I kind of flip flopped, flip rolls over into the radio show host kind of mentality, and I was like, you know, you guys have been so kind to me here at, at ICAST. I'd love to extend the offer to come onto the show and talk about your product, man. So feel free, tell us about. Let's start with Fisherman Eyewear real quick, and, and tell us a little bit about sure. it and kind of how that all started. Sure, sure. Well, th- thanks a lot. I appreciate your your kind words. Uh, and we're lucky to have a pretty good team of folks, and um, you know everybody gets along well, and everybody's pretty focused on on what we're trying to do with the with the product itself, itself and how it, you know how it performs for you guys out in the field, and um, kind of the the real simple breakdown on the on the product is Fisherman Eyewear has been around. A brand that's been around for 40 years. It's honestly, uh, it's credited with being actually the, or the founder of Fisherman Eyewear um, was the first guy to license Polaroid uh, for polarized film in order to use in a sport sunglass. Now, I'm not so well up on the history of it to know whether he was the first guy to do it overall. Um, but he was certainly the first person to bring it into an application where it could be used in, in sort of a functional sunglass uh, that could be out on the water or what have you, worn on a daily basis. Um, but so as an extension of that, Fisherman Eyewear now is, in its current incarnation, is, is what we would call a price point sunglass. Uh, it's uh, classes that run in in uh, retail pricing from 15 up to $40. Um, but the, the, uh, the secret there is that there's, there's an awful lot packed into those 
inexpensive glasses. And one of the things that certainly Fisherman and I wear, we pride ourselves on is having as, as deep and wide a lens selection that we could possibly have for uh, folks who are primarily, you know, polarized sunglasses, certainly not exclusive to being on the water, but um, the applications become pretty widespread once you put it into play in that, that arena. Um, so Fisherman Eyewear, it's, you know, anything, we have a wide selection of mirrored glasses and then what I would call solid density glasses, which are just glasses with no mirror. Um, that, And we try and fit a lot of, you know, another thing that we have to be cognizant of and sort of a sort of like the apparel world, but we have to be, everybody's even weirder. Everybody's head is different. So uh, what feels good for me may not feel good for the guy next to me or, or for you guys to put on. So we try and come up with a line um, on every year that, that really kind of we hope can fit. We hope it'll fit 100% of the heads out there, but if we can get, we can get it on 90%, that'd be great too. So, um, but we feel really, we have a strong line right now. We're very confident with it. And, and uh, these classes are ideal for, uh, you know, not this, I wouldn't say that the overall enthusiast, but there are applications there too, but they're perfect for guys who are, um, and gals who are, I guess I hate to call it weekenders, but um, folks who are, who are not specifically drilled into having a, a sunglass or, or looking at a sunglass as a tool. Um, the uh, the glasses themselves, though, as far as optical standards, uh, that sort of thing, we're, we're right there with, with everything else that we do. Um, but... Uh, the other opportunity there too is is um, there's lots of guys out there rolling around with with two hundred dollar plus pairs of sunglasses on, um, and they may have a pair of blue mirrors, but you know that that's not the ideal tool. Come late in the afternoon or late early evening, and uh, the bright sun in the morning, and if they want to get into trying a pair of amber amber lenses or something that's going to work, um, allow a little more visual light through a perfect opportunity to try try the tool at that time of day and not be totally out of pocket on it. Well, I mean, uh, as kayakers in general, uh, in which, you know, obviously my show caters to, um, a lot of guys tend to be cost conscious anyway, just because of the fact that that's what the sport's sure. kind of all about, you know, and, and um, I know it, traditionally in working in the retail setting that you sell a lot more $19 to hell, $14 to $30 sunglasses than you ever do of $200 sunglasses. So, no, you know, it's, you're completely true there. I, I mean, for a variety of reasons. I mean, one, they think too that, you know, most lots of people don't take care of stuff. But I mean, I, you know, we're all guilty of it. Uh, but if something costs you $15, you don't worry about it as much as it costs you $500. But, um, you're exactly right. The turnover at that that level is pretty pretty high. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm guilty of it. I mean, I, I've I've left my $200 pair of glasses at the house or in the truck or or in in a buddy's car or whatever, and then had to turn around the next morning at the bait shop and just grab a pair of whatever's available just because I need something on my eyes. And it tends to sure. be that $14 pair of glasses because I can't 
afford to buy, you know, $200 glasses every time I forget them at the house. Right, exactly. No, and it's uh, it's important that you got them on for one reason or another. Uh, yeah. So, so let so I know we've got a lot of uh, a lot of guys out there that are listening to the show. That you know, most of most of our uh, listener base, it seems, uh, are split down the middle. Um, we've had this conversation a few times on Facebook about whether or not. Uh, it makes sense to spend $200 on, on glasses or, you know, then you get the argument of, well, I'm rough on my stuff. And, oh, well, you know, I'd rather spend $100 or $150 on a rod than spend it on glasses or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that you guys have the two different brands to kind of jump that next, that next tier in, uh, in the price point range, you know? Sure. Sure. We are uh, so focusing on guideline. Uh, the the loose description there, retail wise, is um, glasses at fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty, and ninety dollars. Um, and the break, the the big difference in, in glass in the price is reflected in the materials used, um, and primarily. I guess the easy way to put it would be to say that these are polycarbonate glasses. So they, they're using we're using a polycarbonate lens, a layered polycarbonate, uh, which is is a for, is an affordable medium to put out at retail, but it's better than it's it's a better optical medium than using a uh, another type of plastic lens called a tack lens, which is what is used in in fisherman eyewear, but. The big, the big difference there, uh, just between the two lenses, layman-wise, the polycarbonate lens has to meet the the ANSI standards for sh- for being a shatterproof lens. So, if you think about it, I'm sure you guys have, have done some shooting work or things like that. Um, the, these polycarbonate lenses have to pass to come into the United States. Have to pass. A what they call a drop ball test, which is um, a, basically a one-inch cylindrical steel ball dropped from 36 inches. So that's the same thing if you were out, uh, if you're out pounding nails and wearing safety glass, a polycarbonate. That, that's meeting the same standards that we have to meet uh, for a polycarbonate sunglass. Um, nice. But as far as guideline goes, we're off. We, Again, with its solid density lenses at 49 and 59, our whole mirror program comes off at 69.95. You probably saw them at ICAST. We have a new a new price point at, at 79.95, which are all aluminum glasses, which for you guys on the salt are fortunately non-corrosive. Um, and then 89.95, we have a very popular price or piece, which is our bifocal program. So. Um, with the, with four models there and, and a variety of powers for folks who are are looking for a, sort of a combination between a reading glass and, and a sunglass. Um, as well, I'm I'm just hit 40, so uh, <laughs> I'm I'm staring right down the barrel of the gun, so to speak, on that one. So, but uh, it, it's been a tremendously popular piece for us, and it's functionally really a great piece for every angler. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. I mean, and one of the things I like about um, about iCast is the ability to walk from booth to booth and kind of see what's new, what 
what's what. And one of the things that, you know, definitely stuck out to me, and I think Pepe could probably attest to this too, because I know me and Pepe have a, a very similar uh, liking in, in sunglasses as far as coverage is concerned, is you guys make some, some frames that fit fat-headed guys like myself. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm falling right in there with you. Um, I, I've got some bulk to me. So, I, I uh, yeah, it's real important. Again, you know, the same things that are happening in Fisherman Eyewear that in terms of fit. Um, we certainly, you know, styling-wise, we want to be as uh, recognized cognizant of where we've been is where we also want to go. And, and so we've tried to come up with a line that has, um, that's as fashion forward as it needs to be. Um, but the main principle we really look at is how can we make glasses for uh, a, a variety of sizing that, that truly live up to a standard that they'll, they'll perform, uh, perform well on the water. And we've, we've made, I, I guess I hate to call it a concession, but we've, determine that there are some frames that, that don't need to wrap all the way around that, that work well as a, as a sport glass and sort of a street glass. But the, the vast bulk of our line is still very focused on, um, I would call them glasses. They're all, they're all made in what we would call an eight base curve. So they're all significantly wrapped glasses. Um, as, as we all know that, a long day spent on the water, the, the more coverage you can get, the better off you're going to be, whether it's driving home or um, just sitting down, sitting down once you get off the water and not having your eyes be completely freaked out. Um, yeah, I'm, but in, I'm, go ahead. <laughs> go for it. All right. Yeah, I was going to, I was going to say, I've got uh my problem is I have incredibly light blue eyes and, uh, down here in Florida, the sun absolutely kills me. And uh, I, I probably, I mean, literally, I can't go out of the house on a sunny day for more than probably 10 or 15 minutes without starting to get a headache from the sun. So, you know, it is sure. extremely important for me to have uh, good glasses on, regardless of fishing purposes. But just to be able to uh, walk outside down here in this, in this, uh, in the sunlight, it kills me. I'm right there with you. I, I should bring up I should bring up the fact that um the other the one last portion of guideline that I didn't really speak to is that we do uh, and I'm a user, we we do uh prescription glasses. So it's possible to get um it's possible to get about eighty percent of our line in a prescription format. Um that also applies to bifocals. Um the kind of the neat thing about prescription glasses in in our program is that you're not confined to what you might find in the catalog. If you want, um, if you want a uh, sort of coffee drift looking frame with uh, green mirror over over a uh, brown lens, you you can do it. We may not sell it at retail, but um, the whole program's co totally customizable. Um, yeah, entry price. Well, Entry price points are $169 for for so if you called up and said I need a, a, a the most popular sunglass in the world is a black frame with a gray lens but if you needed a pair of black frames with a gray lens and your prescription custom um, arrive at your door it's going to cost you 169 bucks. 
um, which is inc- super affordable, and I, I'm not everybody's familiar with the prices you pay for that sort of thing, but um, it's uh, it's as good as it's going to get. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we've got, I was going to say, we've got a bunch of people there in the chat room that uh, <laughs> that are uh, of the uh, older generation, and so they're all in there they, they're all in there, oh, it's old folks classes, we need old folks classes. Uh, I know Randy English, there's uh, Randy English where he's tri-focus. He's got crazy tri-focus. But don't mind, hey, by the way, don't mind, don't mind the background noise. That's just Peppy's kids. He's got three of them, and they're all three years old. So it gets kind of yeah, you got you got to understand. I got I got four year old triplets. Is what I got. So <laughs> I oh wow. I, yeah, I try to mute this phone as much as I can. I really do. I try to mute it as much as I can. But you know, when there's three of them, it's so hard to do it. <laughs> it's unpredictable. Oh yeah. Hey, let me ask. Uh, let me. You have. Um, you also produce like for most of us are inshore fishermen, and um, the green mirror lens is what we use a lot. And I noticed your glasses. You have the green mirror lenses also. For yes, for we do. some of your. Yes, and you know what? And 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 green mirror lenses are kind of hard to find, and 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 uh, you know they're hard to find on the lower end price sunglasses. You can't. That's just, that's pretty good because usually you find the green mirror lenses on higher price. You know the higher end price glasses. You can't find them on the lower end. They're really hard to find. That's that's pretty good. That that's a really good deal right there. No, it's an important it's an important piece. I, I would I mean going back into my history a little bit, I, um, and we used to call that lens I guess what we called an inshore green inshore green mirror, and um, it's an important part. I, I think we it certainly it doesn't um, you know, unfortunately in the way we have to look at things have, on how things sell. It's not uh, it's certainly not as prevalent and. Uh, skew skew wise is blue mirror, or, um, but I'd say it's probably number two. Um, but it's an important part of our line. It's an important fishing lens. That I I I really believe uh, a brown lens has uh, a significant advantage contrast wise in a variety of formats over gray. Um, but that having that mirror relief that. Um, that sort of allows a little less light in is is pretty important when you're um, when you're out in open water there. And I mean, obviously not so far out, but um, it's a it's a great lens for us. Uh, um, and and you're right, it's it's not one that's um, easily accessible in that fifty to oh I, I'd say it's fifty to ninety range. Exactly, I I agree with you. I was looking at them there, and then I was like. Usually, you know, you can only find, you know, and you know, the ones that cost the 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 lower end glasses um, that that as far as price wise and everything like that, you can only find them in in gray lenses most of the time. And then I'm looking at yours, and I'm seeing them in green lenses, brown lenses, like you said, blue lenses. Like, man, that's that's a right. deal right there, you know. That's why. You know, that's why when I was at ICAST, I was I was. Truly, I was blown away because, at, for, again, from a retail standpoint, to give somebody options in in what would normally be considered the 
the locked key version of the glass market, I guess, if that makes any sense. I, I know you sure, understand what I'm sure. saying. Um, sure, sure. To give somebody those same options, but in a, in a, in a pair of glasses that everyone who walks through the door can afford is, is huge for a retailer. And so, uh, no, it's awesome, man. I mean, I'm, 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 that was, like I say, I was totally, totally pumped with, uh, with the level of, of care, man. If you guys only knew the amount of emails that I've sent back and forth with you guys talking, just talking, just asking questions and everything else. And sure. everybody from the lady who handles your sales, uh, on the, on the, uh, on the computer side of things and, and customer service to, uh, your representatives and yourself. It, it's just been, it's been such a treat to work with you guys, honestly. And I can't say that for, uh, for a lot of, a lot of companies that I've reached out to, to try and even just get on the show. I mean, all I want to do is give people free publicity and, and make my show a little bit more interesting. <laughs> and right. you would be amazed. I mean, we've got some buddies, like we've got some really good friends of ours that own RCI optics, which, uh, uh-huh. is, is a small, small company. Uh, they're a local company, whatever, and they, and they make a, a fantastic uh, uh, pair of glasses. They're in that $200 range. But, you know, sure. and, and they they come on the show every now and again and, and good friends of ours as well. And But to, just to be able to go to a, an event like ICAST, talk to somebody who takes the time to talk to you as, as, a, as a dealer first and foremost and then – uh, is willing to listen to your spiel about your stupid little radio show and, and get, you know, get the interest <laughs> going there. It was, no, trust me when I tell you, like, it sounds trivial. It sounds like this is like, this shouldn't be a problem. But when, when you go to these trade shows and, and Pepe, you're going to start going to more of them too here shortly. Um, ICAST next year more. I know you went to the ICAST in 2012, but um, yeah, you know, we'll go, we'll go as the show as well. And you'll see it. It's the strangest thing. You're just like, all I want to do is help you sell more product. <laughs> like, well, I'm not asking you for anything for me. I just want to help you make my show interesting. <laughs> so, right. so, you know, truly at the end of the day, man, I really, really appreciate you taking the time with us and talking to us about it because there's a lot of folks that are out there that are interested. I've got a friend here in the chat room. Her name is Tammy. And uh, Tammy is without a doubt, one of the most experienced anglers that I know. And she uh, she said earlier in the chat room, because we have the chat room, I don't know if you knew that, but we have the chat room going. Sure. And, and uh, she said that she's been, she used to wear the Fisherman's Eyewear stuff when she lived in California. She said she loves them. They were awesome, whatever. In fact, she just asked, what's the owner's name? <laughs> <laughs> the guy that originally started it? I guess. Or the owner. The owner, we're now owned <laughs> This day and age, we're now now owned by a private equity group. Who's actually um, been a re- I mean, it's been a really great boon for us in in terms of um, encouraging us from a uh, creative standpoint and to yeah. uh, allow us to build. Uh, I mean, I'd say our overall strategy as a group, whether it's you know um, from customer service or marketing or sales, is we want to build the very best product we can that we that we can place um, at those particular price points at retail. So, you know, the, the the best thing I can say as a sales guy is that when I speak to retailers or you know, you know from large to small, is that 
I can say with great confidence that we we build the best possible glass that we can. That, that's not to say that somebody else isn't out there building a great glass too, um, but we're really confident in our line and, and believe that we truly can do do some interesting things at this price point. One one interesting point of note, and you kind of brought it up earlier about affordability, is one trend that we have seen and. Um, I think it's apparent in, in rods and, and boats and all sorts of things, um, but it's this mid-range price point has become a lot more active. Um, that that people are realizing that you know you can get some pretty affordable products for us. We we're uh, I'm specifically speaking to to that fifty to one hundred dollar range, but you can get some pretty great product that matches up well. To, uh, to products that are a little bit higher in the range, um, and so that's one reason why we've, you know, we always we've always liked what Guideline is, but one reason that we're really um, behind it in such in such a deep way is that um, we're able to build some great classes, and and that's um, ultimately we think that's going to benefit everybody out there that's wearing. I agree. Awesome. I agree. That that mid range price point is great. I think there's a lot of people in there's a lot of people that can't afford two or three hundred dollar glasses. There's a lot of people uh, that can't. Yeah. I mean it's it's kinda hard it's kinda hard to uh spend three hundred dollars or two hundred and fifty dollars on a pair of glasses that you're gonna take fishing and you could just, you know, in two seconds toss them out over the side of the boat or something like that and they're gone. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people. Hey, yeah, I got I got two pair of Costa Del Mars. One of them sitting on the ocean floor. The other one sitting at the bottom of Port Canaveral. So, right. Yeah. You know, right. And, so you're, and, referring, you're referring to disposable income. Right. Not me. Because uh, you know, those 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 were those were uh, rewards for salesmanship at a price. So thank God I didn't have to pay for those things because I. In fact, actually, true story, I lost a pair over the side of my boat, and this can be verified by my wife because I think she was on the boat when it happened. I lost a pair over the side of the boat coming into Port Canaveral when I just got done getting rid of the rest of our bait that we had left over for the day. And I went reached over the side to wash my hands off rather than using the uh, raw water wash down. And uh, I literally didn't even think twice, but like Pepe did earlier, like you said earlier with with his rod and reel combo, I just jumped off the boat. I dove off. The boat's moving, not fast. It's just idling, but it's—I mean—it's just barely in gear. But we're we're just cruising through the port, and I just leaped off the boat and went swimming looking for these glasses. I didn't find them. Luckily, I didn't get run over <laughs> by my own boat or chopped up by my two outboards. And then, as I'm bobbing around in the middle of the port, probably looking like an idiot or a terrorist, for God's sakes, because um, at the time it was like right around 9/11. Um, I realized that the people that are in the boat are not experienced boaters. <laughs> so it wasn't <laughs> right. a very good feeling at the time. Like I didn't really want them circling back to pick me up. It was more like just shut off the engines and let me swim to the boat, you know, but yeah. <laughs> pull the red cord. <laughs> yeah, seriously, pull the red cord. Just let me get back in the boat. Just drop the dive ladder. I'm good, you know, like please don't drive right. me. But uh, but cool, man. Listen, I appreciate you calling, man. It's it, It's good to talk to you, and it's great to hear – uh, from from a brand like y- like y'all's that uh, is gonna is gonna really fit nicely, especially here in Florida, into this marketplace for guys that, that need a a good pair of glasses and, and just don't have it in the budget to spend a bunch of money, uh, or just don't want to. So 
Um, I could tell those who are listening who are familiar with what we have going on over at KBB Outfitters um, with pretty great certainty that we will have both guideline and fisherman's uh, glasses in the in the shop as well in in the in the months to come. So, but uh, yeah, man, uh, if you want, give out some information about the companies, the websites, that kind of thing, and then uh, we'll we'll cut you loose, let you enjoy the rest of your Monday night for watching football. All right. Thank you so much, fellas. Uh, the website's uh, fishermaneyewear.com. You can get to uh, the, it's also uh, guidelineeyegear.com or GL Polarized. Uh, e- either way, you'll get to the one of the two sites. Um, and if you have any questions for any of us, just uh, email info at fishermaneyewear.com. But thanks me, a lot, fellas, for the opportunity. Do you have a, Do you have a Facebook page? Also, a lot of guys, a lot of people here on the on the. Uh, uh, a lot of uh, folks that we have on the show right now are uh, on Facebook too. So, do you, you no, know have Facebook absolutely. Page Facebook uh, backslash fisherman eyewear. Yep. Okay. Sounds that's great. Yep. Very there cool. You, go. you got them. You got them on Facebook, Definitely. everybody. Definitely All appreciate right, coming on, man. So, a- absolutely. So much. Anytime. If anybody has any questions, please please send them along. And, guys, when I tell you they'll answer your emails within, sometimes even within, like, minutes of you sending it to them, it's the craziest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it, like, the, I think the longest I've had to wait for an email response was, like, uh, literally, like, maybe a day, which in this industry is not long. Like, I'll take a day. Like, that's easy, any day of the week. But, hey, man, appreciate it again. Have a good one, man. Have a safe uh, have a safe journey through, uh, through your endeavors. All right. Thanks so much, fellas. Appreciate it. Take care. Thanks for coming on. Bye-bye. Awesome. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude, um, when I saw him at ICAST, I was really, really impressed. I mean, the the way – you can tell a lot about a company by the way that their people handle it. So um, we've got a couple more things to get to before we turn everybody loose for the evening. Uh, We got Captain Alex here on the the line, and, and dude, this stupid thing is doing the thing again. Alex, you there? Yeah, man. Dude, what happened to you, man? Brother. What happened to you this weekend, man? Oh, I was I was busy, man. Busy, busy, man. <laughs> I can't complain, though. It's better than working a real job, so. <laughs> What's but, going uh, on in the yeah, world, uh, world of right now, man? What's going on in your world? Well, I think uh Mr. uh Mr. Redfish Chuck here knows what I'm about to tell everybody, but it looks like uh local lines will be partnering up with Kayaks by Bow and uh you know, we'll get some new boats into the fleet, possibly a little bit of whatever I feel like uh my clients need at the time. And uh you know, hopefully uh get some seminars going and a lot of fun stuff when we get the shop opened up and all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, man, it's going to be good. We're super, super excited about getting involved with you, Alex, and and having you, uh, you know, join our little our little family of people who we have running around the store from time to time. And uh, looking forward to to seeing what you decide you want to go with as far as boats are concerned. Because uh, I know where you've been for a number of years, and and I know I've seen you seen you in the shop the other day, watching your eyes kind of wander around, looking at everything. So it, it'll be interesting to see where you go. Hey Chuck, yeah, I cannot, I can't, I cannot, I just cannot picture Alex in a pro angler. I just cannot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
I think I think my uh, I don't know. I, I we'll see where it goes. I don't know if I can picture myself in, in a pro angler, but there's some other uh, hobies out there that you can kick that are uh, are looking pretty good to me. The pro angler's a little big. I you know with as much hey. moving to these boats now that I do, um, you know, daily fishing like I do, it's uh, it gets to a point where hey. lighter is better. Hey Alex, but uh, hey, something one of those hobies, man, or something like that looks good for Chuckalusky, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it's looking real good for Chuckalusky. Hit hand, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I certainly will not be the. Uh, hopefully, will not be the person getting beat again by three minutes on uh, the same exact uh, amount of inches because uh, the guys <laughs> passed out as they were pedaling by, drinking, drinking some. So, but, anyways, the uh, yeah, we're looking forward to uh, doing some new stuff and and getting some new boats in the fleet. Or something a little different for my clients to try. You know, I've uh, I've been paddling what I've been paddling for quite a few years now, and it, it works well for me and what I do. And uh, looking to see kind of what uh, other people have, and then of course, you know, having a good relationship with a shop like Kayaks by Bo is is by far above and beyond uh, what any kayak can do for me. That's for sure. So uh, definitely, definitely proud, proud and happy to be hanging out there with you guys and and getting stuff kicked off and having a good time. Yeah, well, we definitely appreciate it, man. And uh, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to doing the whole uh, seminar series. There's a number of people, uh, Peppy's included in that, and yourself, obviously, who I want to come in and do seminars with folks and uh, Randy English and and Tammy and and. Uh, I mean, we can even get Wade in there to teach people how to use the landing net now, and uh, a bunch, of, a bunch <laughs> of different, a bunch of different things. You know, I mean, it's just it's going to be a really good uh, opportunity for a lot of folks, I think, to to come in and pick your brain from time to time, and uh, you know, just learn more about the sport, man. I mean, people can sit there and listen to me talks on blue in the face, but when they see somebody else who's not in the sales position, you know, in there telling the stories and talking the stuff up then you know it's it's pretty uh it's pretty good non non pro staff murdoch just said wait 101 ways to break fish off <laughs> 101 ways to break fish off i was thinking more along the lines of uh pro staff pro uh bro handshake lessons um <laughs> there but um yeah you know and, and i'm a big one for for uh an open flow of information and and educating anglers you know, not just on on what I do to catch fish, but proper releasing of fish, and and the whole the whole nine yards, and all the way into you know, caring for caring for what we care about most, the lagoons and and our and our waterways that have been, you know, kind of on the ropes and uh, taking a couple knockout punches, and hopefully we can, uh, you know, get them in the corner and uh, get them lagoons uh, spiced up and ready to go out for another round or two, because uh, they're going to need it. But you know, it's it's it's. Much better to have educated, uh, knowledgeable anglers on the water and and people that are confident in what they're doing, because um, it only looks better and better for our sport. I really enjoy, you know, it's it's uh, kayak fishing something that's uh, over the years become really close to the heart. You know, it's uh, it's definitely one of my uh, favorite ways to go stroke on a fish. That's for sure. So, very cool. We got any plans for this week, man, or this weekend coming? Anything you're gonna any kind of fishing uh, adventures? Yeah, guide day off tomorrow. I'm going, uh, hopefully going to maybe possibly drop in on a snooky or a tarpon off the beach. Um, they've been, they've been lit up still out there on the pods, um, cocoa 
beach and and just south have all been full of tarpon, full of bait. Um, got a text yesterday afternoon from somebody standing on 16th Street walking or watching tarpon back out right outside of the surf. So I'm gonna try to do that. Got a little, uh, got some inshore trips all through the rest of the week, and uh, actually I think me and our good buddy Mr. Mike Kaneen might try to go get some snappers. Um, out of the river because there's been some nice ones. As you know, the mangroves are as thick as they could be right now. And uh, yep. we'll, we'll carry those We'll carry those until them north winds and cold, cool breezes start blowing, and then they'll head back out to the ocean where they do their thing. But, uh, you know, yeah, full, full sorry, weeks of, on that trip, man. Yeah, I had a uh, – we were doing some fun fishing uh, with All Water, uh, one of the companies that I work for, running uh, – captaining their boat for them. And we were doing some fun fishing, and we were just right there behind the locks, man, and they were they were stroking on some good ones. All the bridges uh, in the area have had good fish. And, you know, anytime you see regular sea two- to four-pound mangroves coming up in the river, you know it's time to get out there and, and uh, you know, get get in the shallow water, get some of those little bullet mullet or some of your little mud minnows. You know, some small hooks and a handful of split shots, and and you're in business. And you can go put a put a cooler full of uh, cooler full of real tasty fish on your kayak real quick. Yeah, man, I love those mangrove snappers. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And hopefully this weekend we'll be able to scare up them breeders. You know, um, we're gonna do some uh, do some hunting and some scouting coming up till then. And and uh, they're still out there. They're balled up nice. If you can find the schools, you're in them, and it can be a good time, as you know. Yeah. Well, I got those two new cameras coming this week, man. I should have them hopefully tomorrow or the next day. Um, so we'll have to get out there, even if it's on a skiff day, man. Just run around and play with those and see what we can't take to the air. Maybe we'll do some fly fishing for some tarpon or something. That sounds like a plan. I also also wouldn't mind putting those things to work out there in some clean water with some ARSs coming out at 60 foot. Yeah, you know, buddy. I wouldn't be against free diving down to watch the hit even almost. So uh yeah. you know, we'll see what we can we'll see what we can do with some new uh new waterproof te- camera technology and, and put them to the test for sure. Absolutely. And I'll have those folks on the show next week. The uh folks from Mentova will be on the show next week as a guest. So uh look forward to that, man, because I'll have a, a couple of days to play with these cameras before I have them on the show. So it, it should be interesting. Excellent, excellent. All right, all right brother. Well, listen, if guys want to get a hold of you, want to book you for a charter, man, how they go about doing it? Best way to do it is uh, hit hit the good old interweb up there on your computer or your tablet at locallinescharters.com. You can also find me at Facebook, Local Lines Guide Service, you know, Facebook slash Local Lines Guide Service, or just uh, Alex Gritchie on uh, local or on uh, Facebook. Uh, hit awesome. me up, ask a question, I'll answer it, and uh, fun. Absolutely, man. Sounds cool. Hey, hey you might want to hang on the line and listen to this next guest because I, I hear he's got something really cool coming out real soon. So, uh, But, man, I appreciate the call, brother. All right, and I'll, be, I'll definitely be on the line. I ain't hanging up till you hang up. All right, bro. All right, brother. Very cool. Very there, cool. Man. See you, brother. Very cool. Well, you know, as always, we like to take care of our boys, and Alex is definitely one of them, man. So if you guys are in the market, could you come on down to the Space Coast area? You want to do a, a kayak trip or you want to do a, a boat trip, feel free to look up Alex, man. The guy is just more than a wealth of knowledge. I mean, there, there's only a handful of people that I fish with on a regular basis that I feel like I constantly learn something from. And 
he's one of them. Peppy's one of them. Tammy's one of them. Um, you know, it's just, it's very interesting to get on the water and spend time with people who have got a lot, a lot of experience under their belt. And it's, it's a lot of fun, but, uh, hit one more commercial break. We're going straight after that. We're going straight to our next guest. Uh, the king of soft plastics in my, in my own personal views. I think Peppy would probably agree with me. Um, yeah, Mr. Chris Sensi. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Chris Sensi will be joining us next. So stand by. This is the Redfish Chuck Show on Kayak Fishing Radio. Looking for a new cooler with a lifetime warranty and made 100% in the United States? Look no further than Orca Coolers. These roto-molded, rugged coolers feature premium quality, seamless construction, meaning they're built to take whatever you and Mother Nature throws at them. Orca Coolers allow ice to keep for days, and they have non-slip feet so your cooler stays where you want it. With secure external latch system, the lid always stays closed. Orca Coolers, made 100% in the USA, always has been, always will be. Check them out at orcacoolers.com. Looking for a group of kayak anglers to share your kayak fishing adventures with? Check out yachtangler.com, your ultimate fishing resource. And it's a quick commercial break. Just got to let you guys know, check out yachtangler.com backslash boondoggle for all of your boondoggle information. If you're planning on joining us, attending, or just maybe stopping by for the day, you may want to go and check out the latest goings-ons for what's going on with the boondoggle up there in Perdio Key. Uh, at Big Lagoon State Park, which is sold out, and doesn't mean you can't go. There's there's plenty of places to stay in the local area, but you may want to get a hold of the guys Adam Hayes and Mark Wananabe from yakingloo.com and try and get on the list. Apparently, there may be a waiting list for those who are looking to snap up spots that are late, you know, late cancellations and whatnot. So anyway, with that being said. Folks, this next guest should need no introduction. Uh, I think that everybody who's ever listened to the show or everybody who has ever been on the show probably fishes with this man's plastics by now. If not, I'm sure soon you will. Um, Slayer Inc. is a very interesting uh, company to me because it's run by a great uh, team of uh Chris Sensi and his 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 beautiful girlfriend Daylene and I'll tell you what when you when you go to the when you go to the Sensi household and you see the level of care and production that goes into putting plastics into bags it makes you uh really appreciate that next pack you pick up off the shelf uh I was a skeptic to begin with until Peppy forced them upon me and now I don't think I I don't think there's any any reason really to throw anything else in my opinion. Uh, every fish I caught on Saturday was caught on Slayer Inc. Everything everything actually every fish I've caught for the last year in the river, ex- with the exception of mangrove snappers, and I've caught a few of them on them as well. Have all been caught on Chris's lures, and I'd like to welcome my good friend Mr. Chris Sensi to the show, and uh, he's got something to tell us, something new. What's going on, brother? Am I on? Chris, you're on, man. Come on. Hello, 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 hello. Man, you just like pumped <laughs> me up. Hey, I can't feel. I, I, I appreciate all the kind words, but I, I don't feel like I can fill any of the shoes that you tried to fit on my feet. So, hey, you know, <laughs> the king of soft plastics. You know, that's a big. Those are some big shoes to fill. 
I think I'm just like got baby shoes on right now. Maybe one day, you know, we'll get up yeah. there. But uh, right now, you know, that's a great compliment. And thanks a lot. Like I always say, I appreciate it. Appreciate all. I appreciate all the support, and it's awesome. You know, hey, Florida-made products going all the way to Texas and to Maine. That's awesome to me. You know, I'm, I, what makes me happiest is you guys like the products, and that really, really drives the driving force. Every the people that like it, use it, post pictures. You know, that's that's what it's all about to me. So, yeah, we have a new bait. I think I talked about it before. It's a uh, it's a jerk bait. Actually, uh, Rob Devore, you know, he was out in Louisiana with us. I did a little film. I guess he posted on Facebook in VMO. Basically, a split tail jerk bait, kind of a combination of a lot of things. You know, that already worked. They're out there, and I changes up a little bit. Didn't try to reinvent the wheel, but I wanted something a little different. You know, the main factor is it's a fork tail. You know, there's a bunch of, if you Google up flukes or jerk baits or flukes, you'll see 50 different companies with 100 different baits that look, you know, pretty much similar. You know, what I did with this bait is uh, it's a little heavier, a little more body. I took kind of what's best in the bass world and what's best in the saltwater world, combined them, put a little slayering twist on them, put an angled hook slot on it, which none of these baits have. Uh, excuse me if I'm rambling, but, you know, it's basically... If guys are used to using the current uh, jerk baits that are out there, there's a lot of plastic you got to punch through. You know, you obviously we rig them, rig them weedless. A lot of guys in Texas and Louisiana use jig heads on them. Some of the guys on the east, you know the eastern seaboard and the west coast of Florida use jig heads, but you know most people use like a weighted type hook or a weightless hook. And uh, you know my biggest issue with them over the years was hey, I, it always catch fish. I've always I would always have great numbers of 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 hits, but low hookup ratio because. You had so much plastic to punch through. Well, I said, you know, I'm going to change it up and make an angled hook slot. So basically, as the hook slot goes back where the belly is, it rides all the way up to the parting line, which the parting line is where the top of the mold meets the bottom of the mold, where basically it's the farthest you can go up. So at the, I kind of made it to where a 3 aught, definitely a 4 oh, a 3 or 4 or a 5 aught have the thinnest part. It's hard to describe. The thinnest, if you look at it from the side, the hook slot goes up in the belly and the tapers back down. Uh, like I said, a three or four or five aught has, has the thinnest part of plastic, less than a quarter inch to punch through, which is pretty good. Most of them are closer to, you know, another eighth of an inch more plastic you got to punch through. So say your fish picks it up and you don't feel it or he's running at you or he hits it, you don't really feel him. All of a sudden you feel him or you go to set the hook or it's another issue where the fish hits it and you set the hook immediately because you feel a thump. And you come back, and it's like, man, you know, you just didn't get a good hook set because you had to go through all that plastic to get a hook set. So basically what I'm rambling is, is that I made this to have a better hookup ratio. Get to hook up to get to the boat ratio. Get to the yak ratio. Get to if you're wade fishing, whatever you're doing, you're going to get them to you more on a more consistent basis. You know, you get 10 hits, you're going to get eight or nine of them to you. You get, you know, you get 10 solid thumps on any other pretty much jerk bait that's out there, and you might get, you know, 60% to 70%. So maybe I increased it about 20 to 25% getting to the boat, and that means a lot, you know. You're still, you're always, when you rig anything weedless in the plastic world, you're always going to, you're always going to, um, comparing it to like a naked, to, to, comparing it to a jig head, you know, just a hook, you know, coming out of the plastic versus a, versus trying to punch through some plastic, you, you can't really compare them because you're going to get better hookup ratio with a bare hook than you are, you know, with a naked hook with a plastic on it than you are with something you try to hide the hook in. But I made this to where you don't have to rip lips, even though I do like setting the hook pretty hard to make sure I catch the fish uh, or make sure I get the hook in the fish. It's definitely going to be cool. It's uh, made of some 
the same the same durometer, which is the hardness of plastic, as our other bait, the stick bait and the uh, the swim tail, and um, we've had great success with it. I mean, I've been working on it since February. We actually just started shooting them on Thursday. We're shooting two colors a day. We have 22 colors, so you know we run each color for about four hours. So basically, in about two weeks, all the colors should be run. We have some for the bass guys. We have you know a lot of the baits are crossover baits. You've got great trout baits. You know some got great snook. You got great color for snook. You know pearl white. A lot of guys like that green for snook. You know the farther, the farther you go south or on the west coast, southwest Florida. But I got some for everybody. You know we got fire tail capabilities. That's basically an industry. You can put any color tail you want on it and fire tail. You know just because we're putting a chartreuse tail and it's kind of you know bright doesn't mean it's actually a fire tail. That's just an industry. A fire tail means you have the capability to make a color tail. So we have six fire tails. Um, you know, we got a bunch of laminates. Of course, we're doing our best seller, which is the molting. We have the camo. We have the Houdini. We have the silver mullet. We have the Venice glow. We have uh, what else? I was doing another. I'm so confused because I keep adding some. You know, at first I started out with ten colors, and I said, "Well, I'm going to do." You know, it's just I don't want to overdo the colors. You know, we have the typical watermelon seed, light, you know, red flake, which is great for, you know, the best seller in the bass world. We have, we changed our baby bass up. We're going to change our, our baby bass from the SST to greeny. That's going to be the color. It's going to be on the website soon. And we're actually doing a baby bass, which is the industry standard for much, pretty much baby bass across the board. You know, I wanted to, if I'm going to do a jerk bait, a twitch bait, we're going to do that. It's going to basically be something that everybody knows and people can see it in the package, but to the guy that's looking for that certain color, he knows just the name and he's, Trying to, you know, using name recognition. Basically, our baby bass and the twitch bait is the STB, the sinister twitch bait. We got the SSB, the sinister stick bait, and SST, the sinister swim tail, blah, blah, blah. All my Cajun buddies have named these baits. You know. I, took, I took part, you know, in the finalization, but my Cajun, the hardcore Cajun buddies in Louisiana named these baits. And they, they're pretty cool at naming the, naming the baits. So, the SS, STB, sinister twitch bait, it weighs 8.2 grams to 8.5 grams. The typical, like a Zoom Super Fluke, is five inches also, and it weighs about six to six point three. And then you have like an RT Slug, which is probably it's an Exude, probably the best seller. It's got a single tail, you know, it's got a little straight tail, little ball on the end of it. It weighs about, I would say, seven point nine grams on the average. This it fluctuates a little here and there, a tenth of a gram because of the the the, the size of the flakes you put in. Glow powder weighs a lot. So like the glow bait, anything with glow in it's going to weigh close to nine grams. But I mean, it's a it's an awesome thing. We've been catching tons of fish on them. I just I just really wanted to be low key about this as far as putting them up anywhere and posting pictures. That's where we do most, you know, ninety nine percent of our marketing. And actually, all of our marketing is on Facebook. The rest is word of mouth or Instagram. You know, you can see find us on Slayer Ink Lures on Instagram. All one word. Slayer Slow down. Okay, I'm rambling. Actually, I put some pictures up on Slayer Ink Lures uh, Instagram tonight. Hey man, I'm a hyperactive Italian. I can't slow down. So trust uh, me. Trust me, brother. I understand. Listen, what, you're like you're like telling everybody how to get a hold of you already. I'm not ready to get rid of you just yet, man. Settle down. So, so yeah, but Chris is probably drinking one of those energy drinks too because he's drinking one of those energy energy nah, drinks. Nah, what, I quit those things, man. I quit the energy drinks, Steppy. They give me they give me like they give me stomach cramps. You know what I mean? Listen, listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell everybody something real quick now. Listen. The way you hear Chris talking right now is the same way Chris talks when he calls either myself or Peppy or Alan. I mean, and and, and there's times where you just got Chris stop talking, and he's just like, "My bad, man. I'm just rambling, man. I'm just rambling." Old school surfer, you know what I'm saying? It's awesome, dude. No, you're tweaking out, man. It's cool. 
Um, no, uh, we had a question for you in the chat room. Yes. And the que- the question is, are you ever going to go old school and bring out something with a red head and a white body? No, because um, now I'll tell you, why can't we have a white body with a red tail? What's the difference? And, te- you know, and I was thinking about it the other day because we have a lot of requests for that. But you know, that's like one that's like almost a gold gold spoon aura, you know. Gold spoon works all the time. It's like one of the most every it's a prolific redfish bait, you know. It's like you know, you catch snook and trout on too. I've caught big trout on gold spoons, not a lot, but a few. I've caught a lot of snook on gold spoons, and you catch tons of redfish on them. And a lot, I know a lot of people that go, but okay, let me stop that one. Let me get back to the <laughs> the thing is, is the thing is, hey, I kept thinking, you know. It's just like, uh, okay, you want a you want a red head with a white body? You buy a red jig head, you put it on a pearl white body. There you go. You know, we can't we can't we don't have a gate in our mold to do a head. It's going to be a tail. So I was thinking about doing a, a like a pearl white, a kind of a flat pearl white, not as pearly. Some little bit of like a little bit of like it, it takes a pearl out. It's like a paste, and it takes a pearl. It's like a white. Uh, it's kind of called a flattener, but it takes the per- the super pearlness out of it, not a bright pearl that we sell now, basically. And it would be a per- like a flat pearl, but not a dull white uh, with a red tail. Or I was thinking about doing the uh, twitch bait, jerk bait, whatever you want to call it, fluke, uh, the new the new bait. I was uh, basically going to do that in a white kind of flat pearly body uh, with a red tail. But you know how many I was going to post it up on Facebook, but you know what I could post it up there. And, you know, you're going to have a million different people comment, and it's hard. I can't – I don't know what to do at that point. I haven't – I mean, I, I was going to do the ghost shrimp. I haven't decided on that yet, you know. The thing is, you know, it's all a big – it's all about, you know, how much money you, are you willing to spend to uh, just create a bunch of baits, and hopefully somebody's going to buy them, which I know they're going to sell, no problem, but I don't want to be stuck with a bunch of baits. So long story short, I want to – this This is right now at this point, I want to just produce some baits that are going to sell. And I try to – I'm trying to do a good – have a good a, a big difference, you know. Guys in Florida are going to use this because the fish are a lot finicker. Finicker, man, that's a hard word. More <laughs> finicky, okay, than the fish in Texas and Louisiana. So the guys in Louisiana, the old saying goes, "It ain't no use if it ain't chartreuse." So guys in Louisiana, you know, if you have ten people buy baits, nine of them are going to buy. Their order is going to be all chartreuse tails. So, like I said, I got stuff for the Everglades. I'm doing all glow one. I'm doing a pearl white one. You know, for snook, you know, I'm doing a, a pretty cool green or chartreuse silver glitter green one. Um, you know, and then you go to the natural colors, and I'm doing a bunch of, you know, a bunch of fire tails for out west, you know. So, basically, I'm trying to cover the gamut with the lowest amount of colors I need to because, in actuality, man, I only fish with, like, five colors on my boat. And, and with the areas I fish up here in north Florida, and I pretty much use them everywhere. Until I go to Louisiana, I might put some chartreuse tails on because it really does seem like they eat chartreuse tails pretty good out there, you know, a little better maybe than a than a natural colored body, but there's, but that's what I'm trying to say. So long story short, how many people want a bait with a, 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 a white body with a red tail? You know, you tell me, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm that's, and I'm trying to answer that question the best I can. I don't, I don't see them selling a lot. I do a lot of research, you know, and I'm not meaning to ramble, but go ahead, Chuck, answer that question for me. You tell me. How many people? If some, if there, I have enough people say, "Hey, I want a bait that's like a that's a white with a with a red tail." I'll do it, and it'll be done in a couple of weeks. You know, but we, I need yeah. to know now because once you run all these colors, it'll be a while before I'll be able to run colors again because we're running a lot of color, a lot of baits per color. You know, we're running a ton of baits, right. we're running over hundred thousand, we're running over hundred thousand baits. You know, so it's kind of like 
once it gets on the machine, like it's going right now. And these things are getting oh. shot every day. These things are getting shot every day. So, you know, if I want to add something, like I was going to do the ghost shrimp. I mean, I think that would be a cool color. You know, that uh, it's basically that glow with the holographic and a holographic sliver flake in it and a little bit of black 035. It's a bigger black flake, which is what you see in typical, like the watermelon red is going to have the 03 black 5 and 0165 uh, red. I mean, the 03 black 5 and 01, uh, that. The 03 black, never mind, it's a tongue twister. You're going to have the bigger black flake, a little bit smaller uh, red flake. So, you know. I don't know. I've never, I've never, to tell you the truth, Chris, I've never used a something with a white body and red tail. I've never used anything like that. I don't know how it would work here. I choose I do not know how it would work. You know, Peppy, if you Google know. up or go back way back in the day, I got a couple of years on you, you know, you go way back in the early to mid-80s and 90s, you know, that's like one of the go-to things, like a skitter walk with a red head and a white body or a, you know, the Super Spook or the or the Spook Junior, uh, a lot of top, you know, you know, just like DOA dips their bait busters in a red head. But, I mean, really, in actuality, it, it, to me, it doesn't matter if it's a red head or a, a, a white a, a, with a white body or a, a white body with a red tail. I mean, you're still projecting the same thing to the fish to me, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, what, it, I mean, I know a lot of people use it. For a long time, that was a huge staple, just like a gold spoon. But as time has progressed, you know, all, that's kind of like an old-school color, man. If you look at all the old-school Florida Sportsman magazines, it's always the, oh, you know, we're catching them on the red head with the white body or the white body with the red tail, blah, 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 blah. Like, back in the day, man's, before a lot of the plastics were out, man's had a thing called a stingray grub, and it was just basically a, a ribbed grub with a flat tail that came to a point, and their biggest seller, trout, redfish, flounder, everything ate it, was a white body with a red tail. It had no action yeah. to it. I mean, it's actually... It's actually basically it's not a real paddle tail, it's like a teardrop tail, and it's basically one of the first things I was fishing for trout with with artificial, you know, twenty something years ago. Um, basically, you know, it's a big seller now. I mean, you can still find them in Walmart and stuff, and they caught fish. I caught a lot of big trout on them. So I don't know. I like to do it. It's been something that I've been toiling with. Those are the last two colors I'm thinking about doing on these baits. Uh, Post it up on your uh, Facebook page, Chris, and see what people say. I was going through, I was like, you know, how many people want a, a, a body, a white body with a red tail? I know there's people up here that want to say Happy Robert Chapman, or Preston Chapman. I know you know him, Hobie guy. He, yeah. you know, he's, he's, you know, are you going to make one? He, his favorite things are a white body with a red tail. <laughs> he's going to make one? Are you going to make one? I'm like, I don't know. Are you going to buy them off and make them? <laughs> I was like, going <laughs> 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 to sit here. And, yeah. You know, that's. I mean, really, that's not a big factor for me. I'm just being funny. Really, it's just like I'm limited to the colors I can do on my first run. My next couple of runs, I'll probably add some colors like I've been doing with the SST. I mean, I think we have 38 colors now. I mean, there's yeah, two or three stop. or four. There's maybe like two or three or four that aren't pictured on the website, but there's actually a place on the website you can see that says have picture coming soon. And the reason my better, well, better half's been going, hey, you need to go ahead and take some pictures and let's do this, not have just a blank spot, but – the reason I haven't is because I've been waiting for this bait to get done. It's kind of a pain to get the lighting right and do everything, and I take all the photos. So it's like I'm going to wait, and I'm going to revamp all the pictures. So all the baits, like we don't have Venice Club. I don't think we have Houdini. I think there's one or two more on the stick base, so we don't have colors, but you can still purchase off the website, you know. And then same, you know, we have two or three or four with SST. And now once I get the, all these baits done, I'm just going to, you know, spend all day taking pictures and, and doing that, and we're going to, you know, re 
I guess it's going to, we're basically going to redo all the colors, not redo them, just add all the new colors so it's all going to be updated, basically, so. Yeah, sweet. Chris, yeah, let me tell you you something. That angle hook slot is sick, dude. You're going to have a better (laughs) hookup ratio with that thing. None of them have it. That's definitely a difference that I wanted to do, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I ramble. I'm done rambling. No, I was going to ask you, um, with that white body and red tail, is there any way that you could probably do, uh, I know because you got to set all your stuff up and all the stuff and everything like that when you shoot all these baits and everything like that, but is there any way you could do like a sample run and say, okay, I'm going to try these baits out and see how they work out? You know what I'm saying? Well, I, mean, no, I, know a- gonna, I know they're going to catch fish. The thing is, is will they catch the fishermen? Dun, 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 yeah, dun, that's dun, what I'm saying. Uh, well, <laughs> that's exactly no, I can't do a sample run. A sample run is uh, four hours and a lot of baits. Yeah. Because I'm just a small fish in a big pond, you know. I wish I wish it was that easy, but it's not. You know, you got to, you know, I tell him a bait, he wants to run a bait for four hours. So however many four hours produces about 10 gallons, you're talking a lot of baits. You know, you're talking four yeah, or five thousand. Exactly. But, I mean, I can exactly. do it. You buy twenty five hundred of them, and we'll go ahead and do it. Yeah, I'm being a, right. I'm totally being a, a smart aleck. You know what I mean? I'm probably yeah, going to yeah, do yeah. it. Just, no, no. I'm probably going to do it just to do it. I'm probably going to do both the stick, ba- the I mean the, the jerk bait, and the twitch bait, or whatever. And I'm probably going to do the. Uh, I'm probably going to go ahead and do the paddle tail because, and really, let me tell you something. Growing up, that was a huge, huge color. Even though nothing really looks like that, it does. It does catch fish, you know. And well, dude, nothing uh, looks like chartreuse either. Hey man, you wouldn't believe the craziness in Louisiana. These guys swear by that purple. We've sold the Venice Lodge fifty thousand baits in thirteen or fourteen months. That's there's seven guys or eight guys running out of there full time. So you tell me how many baits those guys are using. And they, they man, you know what? Eighty to eighty percent of the baits we sold them are purple nurple with a chartreuse tail, which is a purple, purple with a blue fla- purple with a blue flake and a chartreuse tail. You know, I've caught fish over here on them. But definitely, when you start heading west, I don't know. They, those guys swear by them, you know. But I go out there with the Bounty Hunter, which is basically the black smoke back. has 035 flake in it, and it has that gold sliver flake. I mean, when I was when we were filming that stuff with Rob, uh, we pretty much, you know, I uh, most of the time just hooking it on a uh, – because we're throwing a lot around a lot of freshwater grass and stuff, widgeon grass, coontail, uh, uh, you know, uh, What's it called? Hydrilla, coontail, widgeon grass, mm-hmm. and some uh, milfoil. And basically, you know, you need some. So we're throwing a three. You know, I, I designed this bait. I designed the SST to be able to throw with a four-aught hook, not with a three-aught. So I don't recommend anybody using a three-aught. Um, I use a four-aught three-sixteenths or a four-aught one-eighth. But over there, we want to get it down quick. We're fishing in two foot or less of water, but you got to get it down to the fish quick when you see them. And it's basically a four-aught three-sixteenths on uh, Bounty Hunter. It's probably the – I mean – I, those guys over there, all the tournament guys are using them. All those tournament guys, it's, like I said, it's a smoke back with a black flake, and it has a the gold sliver flake. And those guys, that's like the – well, that video Rob has, I'll bet you 80% of the fish that we caught, we caught on those baits just because we were – just because, you know, the last few days, you know, we were just – I had a bag about 200 that took over. I think we wore half, you know, got like 50, 50 baits left. You know, we were just <laughs> – I mean, the fish over there are just more ferocious. You know, they 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 hit and they and they hit it with an attitude like Florida fish don't. I don't know if they fight any better, but they're definitely much more aggressive. You know, for the most part. So we went through a lot of baits, and uh, 
Yeah, so that's it. I'm actually making that in the jerk bait too. Uh, you know, I'm making that color in the jerk bait. I'm not doing the gold finger in the jerk bait. I I was wanting to, but I'm kind of it's kind of between that. What do you think, Peppy? The gold finger with the glow back and the gold slivers, or the ghost shrimp with the glow and the holographic flake in the in it? Which one should I do? Oh man, that's kind of tough to say, man. Jeez. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, oh, I do those two. Hey, well, I got two more to do, and I got two more to do, and I'm at 30, and I'm like, oh, man. man. My girl's yeah, going to get mad at me. One, I think. Do that huh? ghost one. The ghost. Yeah, the, the, ghost the ghost one is cool because it has – what's cool about that bait is it has – it's a glow. So every time you pull it out in the sun, you know, the sun kind of recharges it, you know, you throw yeah. it in the water. And then – so it's kind of – it's kind of you know, it has a little – glow to it and it's a little brightness I guess is what, it, what, what fish would yep. see because typically you're fishing sub two foot of water with those with those baits. Great tailing redfish bait. If I'm down there and I'm throwing in a tailing redfish anywhere in Indian River Lagoon, anywhere in Mosquito Lagoon, Banana River, it doesn't matter. Anywhere the whole thing, I'm using a I'm using a camo or a molting, just something that's natural and they got their heads and they're burrowing around, digging that's around right. I'll, I'll, I'll throw a pass and reel it to them and twitch it and they will suck that be up like nobody's business uh, but uh but yeah the ghost shrimp is good it's also good because it has that holographic flake which has, has a little bit of shine a lot of iridescence to the flake you know it, it it throws off all kinds of weird colors and uh, a little bit of glow to it. it's a great trout bait for sure and redfish eat it too so you know it looks like I've, a I've noticed, yeah i've used the the ghost the ghost color and and gold finger and all that stuff the the the, the lighter colors like that i've Actually done real well with them in the winter time, more in the winter time than the summertime. And water's a lot clearer now, in the winter too, isn't it? Yeah, 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 it is. And and for whatever reason, that yeah, that bait actually does work real well in the winter time. Now, like you said, right now, this time of the year, this area right here, this area, it's molting. Molting right now here, it's it's probably the best seller too in this area, I imagine. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not even. I don't even know the sales of the stores, but I imagine molting is the best in this area. Molting, right molting, and chicken off the chain are our, are probably our two best that we sell at the shop. And uh, but you know when when Chris is so kind to supply me with some extra baits, normally it's molting. <laughs> I can't get enough molting, 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 molting. And the cool thing about molting is molting works in the winter in the spring, in the summer, in the fall, it doesn't matter. And I've actually had some of the most aggressive bites that I've ever had on soft plastics throwing something molting. I don't know what it is about that molting color, boy, but they get pissed at that color. Like They, they just need to eat it. Like, it. It gets their job, man. It's awesome. But hey, man, that jerk bait, twitch bait in the molting is going to be one It's going to be one fish catching bait. I can promise you that. Yeah. Good. Oh, I'm here. I'm done, I'm done rambling. <laughs> I'm trying to, so I'm you're going to you're going to be you're going to be in our neck of the woods this Saturday, huh? Yes, because I'm the director of the Florida Pro Redfish Series East Coast. <laughs> excuse me, in our, excuse me, in our final uh, tournament, me and Daylene will be down there with Megan. She works for us, Megan Bears, and I, I guess Alan and Pepe are helping. You might come down and help too. I guess she said, but we're going to be at that uh, what's it called Marina Ballpark or whatever it, it is. Yeah, thanks the for the invite, by the way. Yeah, no problem. It's a, it's a good time. It's a good time. <laughs> You're funny. Hey, it's a good time. That's puppy. 
You know, it happens pretty quick. I, I, had, a, I had to find you know? out. I had to find out from Peppy that you're coming to town. I'm like, Peppy's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not gonna, you're not gonna be hanging out on Saturday. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, me and Alan are gonna be helping set up. I'm like, no, nobody, nobody called me. That's cool, man. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm gonna bring you some. Uh, I'm gonna bring all three of you guys some, uh, some prototypes. Right now, all I have is about a thousand golden brims and a thousand. Pepper Death, which is an awesome bait too down there. Don't get me wrong; it's a it's a great bait. It's got that red gold, red gold and silver O three five with a little dingy kind of dingy color. You know, it's not perfectly clear. That's one. That's a great West Coast bait. Great up here for all these baits. You know, the Twitch bait's more of a sight fishing bait. I mean, you can cover ground with it, but not near as much as you can with like a with the paddle tail or swim tail. To me, I mean, that's just how I use it. You know, I throw it. I cast. I sight fish fish with that bait, but um. The thing is, is I'll have that, and I'm going to bring a couple of bags for each of y'all to try out, but you guys are going to have the first samples of it. I mean, I haven't even, I haven't, I haven't actually fished with the actual ones we shot. I mean, I fished plenty last few months with the hand-shot prototypes, which is basically the same bait. This is just a production bait. It's a little more finely tuned, and uh, actually this one has a bigger hook slot in it. The last one was perfect and a little bit off for the 5 aught. And that was the last change I made. This one take, took three prototypes before we produced the mold, and it was basically I just length and the uh, like if you go on instagram i don't know if you're on instagram but i took a i took a picture of it. you can actually see through the light because i took it through a clear silver uh, silver glitter chartreuse one you can actually see the way the, the angle hook slot is as, as it tapers back it actually goes up runs along the parting line which i told you where the top and the bottom of the mold meet and then tapers back down so perfect for a four three four or five aught hook i made it mainly for a four or five the three just obviously fills in but you know I would I would have, I would advise people if they're throwing a five inch bait to throw a four or five use a four or five aught hook on it. I mean it's just you're just gonna your hookup ratio is gonna be much better than a three aught. It's a little way too small for a, a five inch bait to me. But you know people use them, but we sell a lot more four and fives. But uh, like I said, uh, I'm rambling again. Blah blah blah. Hey, Sorry, hey. I can't help myself. I'm, <laughs> we'll not good on, I'm not good on I'm not good on 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 the air or on the camera like Rob during that. Uh, he wanted to do an interview of me, and I kept kept like hanging up. Uh, duh, uh. You know, I just can't talk. You know, I'm not like hmm. you, Chuck. He said you're the man. He said you can put you up and you hang him up in front of the camera and start saying it. I just didn't know what to say. He's like, "Well, just say something." And I was like, "What do you want me to say?" So I was like, "Man, we're out here fishing. We power pole down. There's a redfish everywhere." And he's like, "Well, just say something." And I'm like, "I can't say it, man. I don't know what to say." I'm like, "You're great. Just say it." And I was like, "Nah, I can't do it." You know, I, I, I and so we're not gonna. That's a whole other story. I'm random, you know. I random stuff but That's i gotta cool, go down man. to camp and let him interview me some more he wants to interview me some more i'm like i don't think i'm gonna do any better unless i get sedated or something and i can just relax which is hard for me to do so. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, well, uh, i'm really let me tell you something i'm really stoked on this bait it's an awesome bait to the arsenal that we have you know the only thing we have left is a creature bait and i really don't feel like we're ever going to do that because you know there's so many out there i just don't don't feel like I said. I'm not Slayer Inc. I just try to make the lures and and you know get them into the people's hands. Slayer Inc. is its own entity. It is what it is. I'm just Chris Cincy. I just love to fish like all of us do. We all share the same passion, and that's fishing. I don't care if it's offshore. I don't care if it's inshore. You know, shallow water polling, a polling skiff, or trolling for kingfish, or going and catching wahoo or marlin. It's all about fishing and having fun. You know, but that's it. We're all. I just. I can't. I don't. I don't know if I'm ever going to do a creature bait. Might do a bigger swim bait, but other than this, we're done for right now. This is, you know, this covers a gamut. I pretty much only take my stuff with me, and I'll take a topwater plug, and that's about it. You know, I'll take a Super Spook Junior or a Skitter Walk or 
maybe a top dog junior. Just depends on what mood I'm in. If I want to, you know, try to catch them on top water. But other than that, um, we use I use pretty much all of our own plastics. So, I think we covered the gamut on the guy that wants to use the soft plastic as far as the creature bait goes. Hey, he wants to use a dirt bait. We got a killer. I think we got a pretty killer dirt bait. You know, stick bait, man. You can rig it. We literally, you can rig it with a jig head. Uh, paddle tail, awesome bait, cover a lot of ground, catches a lot of fish. Sometimes they won't eat it, other times it's the only thing they'll hit, and when they hit it, they hit it hard. So there you go. Ask me a there question. You go. And <laughs> very very informative as always, my man. Am I informative? I feel like I'm talking in circles. Maybe I need like some speaking lessons or something. I don't know. No, man, you're doing just fine, brother. We listen again to those of us that know you outside of this realm. We know you. You know, you just call us on the phone or whatever. We understand you. It's not a problem. <laughs> we, we, we pick you know it up. I always say, I appreciate, we appreciate the support. You know, it's awesome the support I get from Central. Central East, uh, you guys are awesome. You know, I'm about 150 miles north of you guys, and we have a big following up here. But you guys are the most awesome people ever. You uh, treat me very well. You, I love all the, you know, I just love all the props, and it's awesome. It makes you feel so good. You know, that's what that's why we did this. It wasn't, there's nothing in Money is, was has no there's not there's no driving issue to this. You know what? I'm more happy to see all these people like I always say every time I'm on the show using these baits, enjoying them, catching fish. That makes me happy. You know that that is the biggest best feeling I could have. I feel like you know that's all that counts to me because I go out and I fish. I fish a lot. You know, so I'm trying to change. I just try to change things the way I thought it. Maybe I would make it better a little bit, and hopefully, you know, it's worked. You guys like them. And that's, that's that's what matters most to me. You know, every all the baits catch fish. Every bait company makes great baits, you know. It's what you have confidence in. That's what fishermen, fishermen, you know, they fish which which what they have confidence in. A lot, most fishermen are creatures of habit, just like you said. You would never use them, but you fish it and you catch fish on them. So now you're kind of, you know, you're you know you're kind of gravitating. Hey, I'm going to use bait some more, and you catch more fish, so your confidence builds. So there you go. And that's all I wanted to do: get in the hands of guys like you and Peppy and guys that fish that really fish, like you know, guys of people that fish. And then the word gets out. It's all word of mouth for us. We've never advertised in a magazine or other than word of mouth and social media. You know, that's well, it. Brother, that's, I, like I, said. I, I could I could attest strongly for the fact that it's not it's not just a confidence bait. It's it's like legit. I mean, when you throw an SST versus other shad tails or or you know sea shads, whatever you want to call them. Um, you can feel the difference in the rod tip through the line into the reel. I mean, the vibration's ridiculous. They catch fish. But look, man, I got 90 seconds left of the show. We actually went a full two hours. All right, I'm out of here. Crazy. I, I love getting kicked. This, I'm actually saying this is the first time I ever got kicked off a show. Probably the only third time I've ever been on a show. <laughs> 60 seconds left, Chris. People want to get a hold of you, man. Slayer Inc. loves all you guys. Thank you so much. Go ahead, Chuck. I'm sorry. No worries, brother. If you guys have any questions for Chris, you can feel free to find him on Facebook. Hit him up at his website, SlayerInc.com, and, uh, or come down to uh, Titusville on uh, Saturday and see if you can't uh, stop by and say hello to him real quick and maybe get his autograph. <laughs> Whatever, man. I want fishing lessons. I, see, I was trying to see if you or Pepe would go fishing with me. I'm going to be down there Thursday and Friday just fishing by myself. Uh, Good possibility, brother. We got to run. Listen, I'll talk to you later, Chris. Peppy, thanks so much for tonight. 15 seconds left. All right. The rock and roll music. We're out. See you guys. See you later. Bye. See you later, Chris. Thanks, man. See you. See you guys.
Redfish Chuck Show's co-host, 